Midrash has been sponsored uh, by uh, Jack and Sarit Ovadia in honor of their parents and for the Fuash Shedema, of course, of Jack Mizrahi, Yitzhak Ben Hanon Hana El Narefanalo, Betok She'ar Chole Amo Yisrael. Amen. The time is short. Parashat Beshalah will just uh, present two offerings this morning. Then I'll bid you Shabbat Shalom and send you on your way. We have uh, preparations to do. So this, of course, is Shabbat Shira. Now, Shabbat Shira, primarily the focus is Primarily the focus is in Parashat B'Shalah, the, uh, the splitting of the sea. Now I know all of our members have preconceptions of what happened at the splitting of the sea. Everybody has their idea what they think happened. <clears throat> A lot of it's based on what they saw in the movie, The Ten Commandments. That's the starting point. That's where it begins. That's the images that you have in your mind. The splitting of the sea, which obviously are inaccurate. As far as I understand, they were not using uh, Midrashic text in order to, you know, the, ba- the movie was not based on Midrashic text, let's put it that way. It was based on Hollywood. It was a good movie, but not accurate uh, account of what happened at the time of the Exodus. So put that to the side. So some of you are clever. Say, okay, we know what he's going to say, that it was a U-turn. It was a U-turn, because that most people don't know that. They don't realize that. They went in and they came back out on the same side. So it's the first legal U-turn ever made. And also 12 lanes. Okay, so that's, everybody knows that already. 12 lanes, each one, it's a 12-lane highway. It's like... Uh, I don't even know. Maybe the I-95. I don't know what's, what's a 12-lane highway. Kvisha Chai, maybe. Huh? Kvisha Chai. Oh, is 12 lanes? Wow. I don't know. So now, and each tribe went into their own lane. Okay, so that's nice. So it was 12 lanes, they made a U-turn. All that is well known. However, we're going to finally, for once and for all, try to explain the mechanics, exactly what happened at Kiryat Yamsuf. And the beauty of this is we're going to base it on the text. Now, what I'm going to read you from is a sefer called Haktava Kabbalah. That's a beautiful sefer on Humash. I recommend it. If you're looking to buy a new set for Humash, Haktava Kabbalah is a classic. You know, Hadushim are usually amazing. So I'm going to read it. It's a, it's a nice essay, but worth your, uh, worth your time. So the Pasuk says, Vayavo'u betochayam. You can't get a more innocuous Pasuk than that. They walked betochayam. They walked in. Says the Rav. Bechol makom yeshamesh al haolech bayam lashon yirida. He says, besides this case, Always, whenever we talk about people that are going to the yam, 
It always says they went down into the Yam. As the Pasuk says, Yorede Hayam Baoniyot. Ose Melacha Bemayim Rabim. You Yored the Layam, you go down to the sea, you go down into the ocean. So he's asking a simple question. Over here, it doesn't say Vayirdu Elayam, it says Vayavu. They went. They went into the Yam. That's his whole starting point. So he quotes and he says, He says, there's the Derech HaMefursam, the famous way that everybody learns, and he's telling you, Erase the derech mefursam. What you learned in first grade that the sea split, that's called derech mefursam. That's the famous, you know, way they explain it, and it wasn't like that. So we're going to have to now shatter your childhood notions. This is going to be difficult for some of you because you held on to that opinion for so many years, and now we're just going to blow it out of the water. So. Again, so if you're not interested in hearing something new, now's your time to get up and walk away, and that's it. You could, you could live in, uh, you know, live in ignorance. But if you want to now get the real story, it comes now. He says, "Ki Hashem la'asot." made a great miracle at Kiryat Yamsuf. Shehat tehom, shehu karkaitayam. Karkaitayam is the seabed. That's the ground floor. Shehamayim shochvim aleav. That's where the water rests. Higbiya Hashem oto meat meat mekomo. The seabed started to rise like an elevator. It started to go up, going up, and started to rise higher and higher and higher. Venasale maala achniye b'mashve echad im svatayam. Until it was on the same plane as the shore. And another miracle happened. Donkey, we're explaining over here the true interpretation of what happened at the splitting of the sea. Now, I don't know how they teach it in Borough Park, but they probably taught it in Borough Park like they teach it in Flatbush. The sea split. Twelve lanes, and they went across, or they made a U-turn. Whatever they taught you, they taught us also. We're all Jewish. However, the Ketav Kabbalah, he says, I'm not so sure. He says, first of all, anytime we talk about people going into an ocean or a sea, it always says, Vayered. Vayered. Over here it says, Vayavot. So he says, you know what happened? A double miracle. The seabed, which is all the way at the bottom of the ocean, started to rise up. And it rose up slowly until it was flush with the shore. Only problem is, it's wet. Because it's filled, that's where the water is. So therefore, it's marshy. It's, 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 it's like quicksand. So the second miracle was that immediately it dried and it became like a paved Dry highway, so it's easy to traverse. 
והוא היה דרך סלולה. It became an easy road to pass, וטוב לעבור עליו, an easy to cross. והנה, now watch this, בנשא התהום למעלה, when the תהום, when the seabed rose up, ונהיה דרך סלולה בלי עמקים וגבוהים, it's just coming up straight, הוליכו, הוצליחו מהים להיבקע ולהחצות באשר התהום ביניהם. You ever learn the law of displacement? Displacement says that if you have water and you put, let's say, matter in the place where the water is, what's going to happen to the water? It's going to displace. So he says what happened is as the seabed rose up, Now the waters had to go to the sides. They were displaced to the sides. So the sea actually split. That's how the sea split. The sea split by the seabed now occupying the space where the water was. And now that water has to fall to the sides. When we say the splitting of the sea, that's what it means. But then he writes, and this is the big Hiddush, He says, That's natural. That is not miraculous whatsoever. That's displacement. That's scientific. So when you guys come along and say, Oh, the splitting of the sea. That's the least miraculous part of this story, by the way. That, that's the part where it should not cause you to turn your head and get excited. By the way, you can do that at home. Take a jelly bean, drop it in a glass of water, and you see the water fall out, the sea splits. That's not a hadush. The hadush is that the bottom of the cup rose up to the top and caused the water to displace. Understand how he's learning? So he says, Now, he says, But there was some miracle in the splitting, which was what? If it would have been left a total natural, you know, uh, uh, result, what would happen was it would just fall to the side and then flow away. That would be the normal thing. So what is the miracle that happened here? The waters that fell to the side remained in place. They didn't just fall and flow to the sides. Normally when you put the jelly bean in the water, what happens? The water falls out. Imagine the water falls out and just remains hovering on the sides of the cup. That's a miracle. It didn't fall to the rest of the waters. Like we say, in the Azizid, they piled up. They piled, they piled, they piled. Zub Avir. How did that happen? Now you understand what it says the night before, what did God do? He wrote Ruach Kadim, the easterly wind. 
What was the function of that easterly wind? Was to keep the waters, to keep the waters, it was like a, like a fan, to keep the waters just staying in the same spot. So the easterly wind did not split the sea. Exactly. The sea split naturally. The displacement was, 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 was in order. And then the easterly wind just keeps the water staying in its place. And this wondrous wind, like two walls. Now, even though it's the way of the water to flow, it stood the result. The main miracle of the Yam was what? Was That home went up. So don't make a fuss and say, oh, the sea split, the sea split. You, 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 you're focusing on the wrong item. Mamash, you're, you're, you're minimizing the miracle when you say the sea split. You're picking the most natural part of it, and therefore, what, what, you, you, you missed the whole boat. He says, <laughs> The waters had to split. Number two was that the strong wind kept them kept them in place. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. This is unbelievable. Nowhere does it say in the text, and you're not going to believe me, but I, I'm going to prove it to you. Nowhere does it say in the text that Moshe split the sea. Nowhere. If you could find me a pasuk, in this parasha that says that Moshe put his hand on the waters and he split the sea, I'll give you five cents. Five cents. Yeah, five cents, all I can afford. So over here, the pasuk says, Oh! Vayasim etayamla, vayibakiru hamayim. Vayibakiru sounds like it happened by itself. Because it did happen by itself. The miracle was the lifting of the of the uh, uh, of the of the of the seaboard of the, of, of the ground, and then as a result, memela But not that it should say Moshe No, Moshe didn't split the sea. Once the seabed rose, memela is a is is a result of something else. Let's see how it's perfect in the text. Now he says, oh, Now how do you learn this pasuk? We had every day, now we're going to get the shot finally. <coughs> Before we can say what this means, <coughs> we have to try to explain what does the word kafi'u mean? So the Rav says, Kafe'u kemo sifia. means to float. And he brings you proofs that kafe'u means to float. He says, a pasuk, 
Kofim al shimareim. That the uh, the wine and the sediments float on top of the wine. Shitzaf ala shimarim, or the wine floats on the shimarim. Vayitzef abarzel. There's a pasuk in the Navi. The metal was vayitzef. And how did they explain vayitzef abarzel? Targumo vekafa parzela. So kafu means to float. Right Vechen, what else does kafi'u mean? To congeal. Kafu means to become one solid entity, like the Pasuk says, Givina takpi'eni, like cheese that becomes one and congealed. So make up your mind. Does kafi'u mean to float, or does kafu to become congealed and one? Alken the Torah specifically chose a word that has a dual meaning. Which means, the tehom, which is the seabed, floated. Where was it floating? On top of the water. And not only was it floating, but it congealed and became solid. Meaning it was not marshland anymore. The seabed is soaking wet. It's like quicksand. So, number one, what? It floated. What do you mean? The tomot's not floating. Tomot's on the bottom. No, it wasn't on the bottom. It rose up and and it also became solid. And the only question you're going to ask, now, Rabbi, it doesn't work what you're saying. Because it says, Now, the question is, what is or... Where is Lev Yam? That's a big question. If I were to tell you, we're in the ocean now, on a boat, and I tell you, please direct me to Lev Yam. Before I read this piece, I would have said 20,000 leagues under the sea. I said, to get to Lev Yam, I would have thought you need a submarine to get to the Lev Yam, which is the heart of the sea. Sounds like mamash in the depths of the sea. But again, we don't take opinions for what Lev Yam. We need Pesukim to prove us what Lev Yam is. So he quotes a pasuk that we know already from Kohelet. And what does it say in the pasuk? Derech It's the way of a boat to be in the Lev Yam. Now where is the boat? The boat is on the surface. The boat is not 20,000 leagues on the sea. It's not a submarine. Don't say derech submarine belev yam. Derech belev yam. And therefore, that's a proof that Lev Yam is the surface. So kafe'u tehomot... The Tehomot were floating. Where was the Tehom floating? Belebiam. Belebiam on the surface of the water. And it congealed and became one. And the Rab says that you have to say this. Because if you're not going to say this and learn like we're learning, then Kiryat Yam Suf would have been the most uh, 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 difficult and the most strenuous miracle that ever happened for Klai And they probably would have been better off not to enjoy it. Why? Because if you say that the, just the water is split and the seabed is all there, you've got to walk down now a mountain. <laughs> okay, the sea's from beauty. Now what? You look. You got to walk down there. That means I'm going to go all the way down. And then you got to go all the way up. Torturous. And there's no cable car. It's not Masada. There's no lift. There's no gondola. So therefore, you're stuck. Therefore, what kind of thing is that? You have children, you have luggage, you have all the different things that they're taking out. But if you learn like we're learning, 
that know that the seabed rose, and now we understand why it did not say Vayered. Because they did not go down into the water, Vayavo'u. Because since it was on straight, the same surface, Vayavo'u, they just walked straight in. This is a wow. novel interpretation by the Kitab Kabbalah in order to understand exactly the real interpretation. I'm going to put this back in my pocket because it's a treasure. And this goes right back into the vault of unbelievable finds for Al-Parashat Levi. That's your rabbi hard at work trying to find the obscure interpretations that you never heard before to present it to our uh, members. Just uh, let you know that, that. These things just don't happen. This is, uh, <laughs> we've been decaught the whole week to try to find these type of Hadushim. Wow. Baruch Hashem, we found it. That's the first presentation. The second presentation comes from the Shemin Rosh, another classic. Now, the Shemin Rosh, his, uh, his uh, contribution is coming from a dirash that he gave in Tavshin Nun Dalid, which is what? Uh, 754. Now we're what? 782? So it's about 30 years ago. 26. 26 years ago. All right. So some people uh, think that the, the statute of limitations already is over on this Hiddush. It's not. It's still as fresh as it was in the day that he delivered it. Rav has a question. We say in the Tehillim, in the Hallel, that we say on Pesach. Meset Israel Mitzrayim. Now, before I go further, I'd like to just add one, one addition. So it says these uh, walls of water that went on the sides of Yamsu. So it says, Kafi'u Tehomot, Kafi'u is it floated and it came to that. And then it says these walls also became hard. And then when the Egyptians came in, it says that the walls came tumbling down. And actually, they got stoned. <coughs> so I saw one of the Mefarshim, I forget where I saw it this week, but I saw it brought down, what do you need to stone them to death? Just let them drown. There's water. You don't need an alternate death where there's water. The water does, does its job very fine. So he says, because B'nai Yisrael in Mitzrayim were considered engaged to God. We didn't get married to God until Matan Torah, that's Yom Hatunato of Yom Simchat Libo. In Egypt, it was considered Kedushin, and Matan Torah was considered Nisuin. That's why they explained it. Be'erastich. It was Be'erastich, like that was someone who came out of Egypt. It was Erastich. Halakha says that if somebody abuses a married lady, the punishment is what? Henek, which is death by drowning. It's regulation. But na'aram me'orasab, somebody abuses, punishment is sikila. And it was since the Egyptians were abusing na'aram me'orasab, so therefore they had to die by sikila. So that's why the walls had to fall down on them. So therefore it's the precise death of sikila as opposed to, you know, the death of, of drowning. So by the time they got to the water, it could be they were dead already. Therefore, they got hit in the head with these, with these rocks. That's, a, that's one, one thing I saw brought down in the Sephardi. 
Anyway, we get to the story of it. When Bnei Yisrael left Mitzrayim, Bet Yaakov from the foreign nation. So the sea split. Jordan split also another miracle. And all the mountains were dancing and jumping at Matan Torah. So it says, Malika Yabkitanus. How did this over that Some type of question over here. Malika, what are you doing over here? What are you, what are you splitting? And then the, uh, the, uh, the rabbi answers in the Tehillim, We're splitting in front of God, the creator of the world. In front of the God of Jacob. This chapter in Tidim over here, we have to understand what's the question and what's the answer. The Tidim is asking a question. Simple answer. So, by the way, we know. We, we got to cross. Oh, what's the choices? Don't split. So the Egyptians will trample us to death. If you would go ask a kindergarten, Malakayam Kitanus. It would say so the Jews could cross the river so they can get, get, get to the other side. What, 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 so, so, such a big question. You understand the question? And, and obviously it's a much deeper question because the Tehrim answers a very sophisticated answer. The whole story, that's a... It didn't answer what I answered. So the Jews could get to the other Why did the chicken cross the road? And same same question to get to the other side. So the same thing. Why does he split? So just get to the other side. Very, so we know that joke for a hundred years, but over here it's not saying that. So what's the inyan? So the shemen rosh over here, he brings down the Gemara on Shabbat, page thirty-two. Amar <laughs> We always thought it's a great thing if a miracle is done to you. But not so, not so, it's not so conclusive on that because miracles come with a bill. You get a bill for miracles. There's a miracle surcharge. You got to pay for it. And how do you pay for it? Now, if we had to pay for it with currency, that would be easy. But you got to pay for it even something that's more expensive than currency. Zichuyot. That's a big price. That's a premium price to pay for anything. So the Kim are not interested in giving up the Zichuyot at all. It's a big item to give up. You know, when they went to the Hafez Chaim, when the Tali Trump, Allah Shalom, his star student, the Granat, was sick in the yeshiva. So all these students came along and they came to our business and we want to donate some of our Torah to... Uh, so they came to Hafez Chaim. How much you want to donate? He's like, give a second. Give a second. Second. Because <laughs> you guys don't understand what you're giving up stuff. That's a pursuit. Give a second. That's a big, big, uh, big item to give up. We used to, we used to Rabbi Nachayezer, so there was no parking in the morning. So the guy in East 8th Street passed away subsequently, Allah Shalom. So he told me, hold that up. I don't use my driveway. It's available. You can park your car in my driveway every morning. My pleasure. I appreciate it. But here's the deal. I get half of your learning. <laughs> I get my learning. 
for my learning. <laughs> Where did you get your negotiating skills? You want half of my learning for parking the car? I thought you were doing me a chesed. I'm not going to get anything for it. I'll give you, uh, I'll send you flowers. Or what you want? I'll give you, uh... I didn't do it. And the guy was a tough guy. He said, no, no, I'm giving you something. I want something back. I'm going to go all this learning and give half of it to you. I'm not, I'm not willing to be so generous with my learning. I don't want to give up a second. I'm going to give up half of it every day. Anyway, anyway, Menakim lo mezakiyo tabit says. Famous Gemara that uh, we taught in the Dafa Yomi. It's a great story. We were in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and uh, we're in the Hershey Hotel. Hotel Hershey, as they call it. And uh, we're giving the daf. So I come when I checked in, I told the uh, concierge, I said, I need a private room at 6 a.m. to give my uh, lecture. So no problem, sir, nobody's around at 6 o'clock. You go into the concierge room over there, here's the key, go in there, here's the phone. They set me up properly. First day, I gave the shi'ur, beautiful. Now at 6.45, 15 minutes early, the lady from the concierge that walks into the room. And she's waving to me, don't worry, don't, I know, I know you here. You know, they told me, right? Continue, don't worry, I'm good. I'm good. She sits in the back, okay? Anyway, we finished the daf. Next day, the G shows up at 6.30. Of course, now she wants, she wants, uh, she's learning already. She, joined, she, became a, she became a daffer. Goya. Now I was sitting there, now she's in the back of the room. Now I know what's coming up. I know what's coming up. I know what's coming up. And there's no way I can read this Gemara when this lady's over here. So the Gemara is on Shabbat. And the Gemara over there is on page 53. There's a guy, Shemeta Ishto, his wife died on him, and left him a kid that needed to be nursed. And he didn't have money to pay for a nurse, and he grew dadim, and he nursed a child. Now I got to explain that Gemara with this lady sitting in the back of the room over there. Now, besides the fact that for sure throw me out of the hotel, the question is, am I going to get arrested or not? That was the question over there. That this guy waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning to tell these, uh, you know, he's got a group of guys that are telling stories like this. You know, what type of cult is he part of? What, what, what are these guys up to? So I said to my, it was in the middle of the daft. So I said, and I stopped the daft. So the guys on the, on the Zoom said, hey, Rabbi, what are you doing? We're, we're not done yet. I said, we are done. We are officially done. Mahar, mahar. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes, 100%. Today they would have made me the president of the hotel if I gave you a story like that. We're a tolerant guy, you know, everybody, everybody can be everybody. You know, everybody can be everybody, that's it. So, you're right, today that would be a very compliment, exactly. In those days it was still conservative values that were, that were manifest. Okay, anyway, that's the story. So what happens over here is, oh, so the Gemara says, a miracle happened to the guy. So the Gemara comes along and says, Va'amara garua adamze. He says, that's not a compliment that that happened. He says, for this to happen, that's such an unnatural thing, so he can nurse the child, Abayir says, not something that's uh, flattering at all. So the Maharsha says, why not? Because uh, very nice, he nursed a kid, but miraculously, comes with a bill. So you see, we're not really for miracles that much if we're going to have to pay. So then, what's the big 
excitement that we have for Kiryat Yam Suf. That's the miracle of miracles of miracles. So somebody has to pay for this item. So, and this is a tremendous miracle that we never saw. So it's Menakim Zechiyotav. And we didn't have too much Zechiyot in our bank accounts, maybe Dam Pesah, Dam Milah, but it sounds like after Kiryat Yam Suf, not only is our bank account on zero, but we probably were in arrears. Exactly, we're negative. The check, the check bounced. So what's the big uh, excitement of Kiryat Yamsuf? So he brings down from the Sefer Oel Yaakov. It might be from the Magid Medovna. Very interesting uh, uh, concept. Very interesting concept. He says that whenever a miracle not whenever, many times you see that when a miracle happens, that means that the nature was suspended for a, for a moment or whatever it is. A lot of times, the nature has to undo it and reverse it to offset it. You know how they offset the carbon when they're flying? They say this flight has been offset. Now, I've been what are they talking about? They think the Abed on the plane understands that this flight is being, we're going to offset the carbon, uh, you know, the carbon uh, footprint that they're leaving on. And the Abed saying, what is he talking about? No, they're off, don't worry, they're offsetting, they're offsetting. <laughs> and, and they make a big thing about it. Like everybody's in this, oh, Baruch Hashem is being offset by. Uh... Anyway, miracles need to be offset. What does it mean needs to be offset? That means if the nature goes one way, it means it's suspended, so it's going to got to reverse itself. He gives an example. You remember the Pasuk says that when Yaakov Abinu Alav Shalom was traveling, so it says, Kiba Shemesh. The sun set a few hours early to get Yaakov Abinu to sleep in Harabayim. That's a miracle. The sun set two hours early. It's got to reverse itself. When did it reverse itself? Remember when Yaakov had the fight with, fight with Esau? What does the Pasuk say the next morning? Lo mm. The sun that set two hours early rose two hours early in order for Abraham and Yaakov to get better. Klal. Once the miracle offsets itself, it's like it never happened. Free, free. That's it. That's it. That's it. We, 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 we neutralize it. We, we offset the emissions and therefore we have no problem. Levante? He gives another example. He gives an example of gives the example of when you had in Mitzrayim the Makot. What happened? The stick turns into a snake. So that's why the snake has to turn back into a stick. Got to offset. Once it's offset, it's like it never happened. You, you took from the nature, you got to give back to the nature. As long as you pay him back, and he gets what he has, he's crazy, he's never got a problem. He's like, I'm not going to charge you if I got back uh, what I got, what I, uh, if I got it back, understand? Example, he says, by Sarah Imenu. Interesting story. Sarah's 90 years old. Bing, miracle, she gets pregnant. It's a miracle. So you say, oh, what's a miracle like? They got to get paid for this now. He says, no, no, no. Because already a miracle happened 
by Avimelech when he got blocked. So therefore, nature was suspended that you blocked somebody. So therefore, how do you undo it? You open up a rechem of somebody else. Bingham, you offset. His rechem closed, her rechem open. Okay, we're even. Emissions offset. You understand how we're learning? It's an interesting concept. And his klal is... Oh, I'll give it to you again. An Abimelech situation, what happened to everybody in Abimelech's household? Mazze blocked. The all the Rechamim closed. It was a miracle. They couldn't go to the bathroom even. They couldn't do anything. They, all their orifices became blocked. That's a miracle, yeah? yeah. So, has to offset that miracle. So what happens to Sarah? Her womb opens. The opposite. The opposite. We closed over here, we'll open over here. Okay, we're equal, we're even. We'll let the table take place over here, against the miracle take place over there, and then we're fine. So he says, comes out, he says, the klal, if the teva comes, hey, you stole something from me. I want it back. If it takes it back, you paid for it already. So what do he says over here? Amazing midrash. Amazing midrash. It's tiring to listen. No, Gary, it's, uh, it's just strenuous to listen. So now, now what what happens over here? What happens over here is, oh, when Avraham Abinu is going to do the Akedah. So what happened? Satan doesn't want him to go. Satan has to sabotage Avraham from going to do the Akedah because it's behind him. Avraham's walking. All of a sudden what happens? Boom! There's an ocean. They look on the ways. There's no ocean on the ways over there. There's a few cameras, a few cops, a few actors. Oh, this ocean come from? <laughs> So now, all of a sudden, Satan's up to one of his dirty tricks. So, Avraham Abinu says, listen, this is a trick, we got to go through. So they start walking through the ocean, and they get up to the chinny-chin-chin, and then what does Avraham say to God? Elohim ki nafesh. Olam said, I'm willing to go through. If I have to die, I'll die. God tells the Satan, listen, he's going through. You gotta, and then Satan moves it away. That's what happened at the, uh, at the time. If we're going to drown, who's going to be able to publicize your name? God told the Satan, stop already. And it, it moved away. Oh, now that's a miracle. You know what the miracle is? The Satan made from dry land water. So now it has to be offset. So if you made from dry land water, and now in Mitzrayim we made from water, we turned it into dry land, the Teba says, it's okay, we're even, we paid it back, finished. We got back now, we offset it. Therefore, in Menachim law, Mizekiyotav. No payment necessary. So let's say we're equal. We're, we're even. You went this way, we're going the other way. Everybody, everybody, shalom Israel, shalom Israel. You turned the ground into water. 
We'll turn the water into ground. We'll make believe it never happened. You imagine how important it is? And that's why it's a very, very big chidush that the Midrash writes that it says, And by Abraham, what does it say? And from there they learn, Oh, you see, in the Zichut of Abraham, the Zichut of Abraham was the, was the splitting of the sea. What's the Zichut of Abraham? So I saw a beautiful pshat. It says, Legozer Yamsuf, Ligzarim, which means why did Borilam Gozer Yamsuf, Ligzarim for the one that cut the wood? Gozer, which means he was cut cutting the wood. And then it says what? Ki Leolam Hasdo. And because of that, it's free. Ki Leolam Hasdo. It's Hesed. You don't got to pay for it. Legozer Yamsuf, why? Because of Avraham Zechud. And by Avraham already, we know a reverse miracle happened. So therefore, ki le'olam God says, you don't got to pay for it. It's on, on the house. So we see Rabotai. The Gaon the Vilna said, if I'm not mistaken, there's a reason why we start the tefillat shahrit with Adon Olam. If you come here on Shabbat, at least we start with Adon Olam. That's uh, automatic. Why? So the Gaon said, because who is the first one to call HaKadosh Baruch Hu Adon? Abraham. We learned it. That until Abraham came, nobody called the Kadosh Baruch Hu Adon. You want him? He was the one that revealed that God's Adon HaOlam. And since he says Abraham was metaken tefillat shahrit, so therefore, out of Kavot Abraham, how do you start off? Adon Olam. That's Abraham Abinu. He was the one that revealed Adon Olam. Therefore, it's, uh, why don't you do Adon Menha? It doesn't fit. Adon, he's the first one to call Adon. Comes out, Rabotai, it's the unbelievable derash now. Two examples of offsetting miracle emissions. One is from what? From Abraham. And one is from Yaakov with the sun. The sun that set for Yaakov early, rose early. So now we get back to the, the story. What does it say in the Tehillim? The Tehillim says, Malikayam kitanus. Why are we making such a big fuss? The sea splitting is not such a big miracle. We'd rather it happen in a non-miraculous way. Because if it's going to happen this way over here, we have to pay for it. So the Tehidim is asking, why is it such a big thing? So it's not. Remember the one that called God Adon Huliaris, the Adon Haolam. Remember what happened with Yaakov with the son. And then he goes on to say, that the Satan turned the rock, Agamayim turned the land into water. <laughs> he turned dry land into Mayanomayim. And therefore, when God now turned water into rock and water into dry land, your question is not a question, Malachayam Kitanus, because and Menakim no Mezachiyotav. Believe this? It's a, it's a new way to learn this chapter in the Tehillim where the question was, Malikayam, what would make a big fuss? It comes with a bill. It doesn't come with a bill because you learn it from the two tzaddikim. 
מלפני אדון חולי ארץ, the one that called Hashem אדון עולם, ולפני אלוהי יעקב, the story of יעקב with the sun. And what's the story? הרופחי אסור, הגבאים. The Satan turned the earth into water. So now God that's turning water into earth, that, that's not a, a miracle that you have to be concerned that's going to be followed by a bill. That one we say is on the house. The Teva already got compensated for what it did, and therefore it's no concern. Okay, Rabotai, what's up? Amen, amen. 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 Amen.